Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely Wednesday here in Pittsburgh. Any week from today, Matt, the Steelers will be holding their first training camp practice. Yeah, how about that? Uh, we will be on the air every day they practice, three to six. Come see us, definitely listen. And that'll be the first one of them, one week from today, Wednesday. Uh, they report Tuesday, from what I gather. You know better than I do. But yes. there will be practice going on one week from, from now, exactly. Yeah, um, and, and several other teams across the league uh, have already uh, started to report. They've... So either had their rookies come in or uh, I think the uh, the Bills veterans reported today as well. So mm. uh, stuff starting to happen around the league. Um, unfortunately, last night there was some bad news regarding the Steelers or at least a former Steeler as Charles Johnson, uh, the Steelers first round draft pick in 1994, uh, passed away at the age of 50. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I remember watching him. You know, when I was younger and not really uh, more of a fan than, you know, a media guy or in the doing this for a living. And he was a really good player and part of some good teams. And and the bottom line is just like with Haskins and a couple of these around the league, let alone two on the same team, just way too early. And it's so unfortunate that we even have to bring it up, you know. Yeah, um, I did cover Charles uh, his entire mm. five year stay uh, with the Steelers and um People forget about what, what people forget about him is that he set the stage for what Heinz Ward became. Mm, the way I put it. Yeah. Yeah. He was the guy that when, when Ward came in in 1998, that was, that was Charles Johnson's final year with the Steelers. And Johnson was doing a lot of that dirty work that Ward then took over that role, cracking down on linebackers, blocking yeah. defensive ends, things of that nature. He really kind of set the tone on those teams. He was that physical receiver on that group. And if you remember that 95 group, uh, you know, with, with, with Charles Johnson and Andre Hastings and Ernie Mills and uh, Jeff Graham um, was really a good, a good group. And then you threw Cordell Stewart into that. I mean, they had five wide receivers who could really stress a defense and that really kind of changed the focus of the team. And, you know, until that point that, you know, when they lost in the 94 AFC championship game, uh, to the Chargers, they came back in 1995, a different football team. 
in terms of how they wanted to play offensively. They okay. started they started throwing the football more often because they had those that that five, group of five wide receivers that was probably as deep as any group in the league. Yeah, and your memory of this is better than mine, but as you were bringing that up, my recollection was, boy, it was not rare, but far, far, far more uncommon to have three receivers on the field then than now. And they often had four. I mean, like they were really far along in terms of getting speed and pass catchers on the field and taking the fullback out of the equation or the big heavy blocking tight end. And it fit them because, uh, you know, again, I I thought there was a misconception or a a generalization back then that this is just going to be a run the ball, play defense type of team. They're not real forward thinking. And then they come out and they're throwing it all over the lot back then. And and that group of receivers, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't think there was a, a star in the group or a number one, but to your point, there was five that could play for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, yeah. the, you know, Johnson had a thousand yard season in 96. Um, haste, uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, Thigpen had some good years. Thigpen had a couple of really big years yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was no out and out star. I, I, I did think that, you know, had Cordell Stewart focused oh. just on being a wide receiver could have been a really, really good one. Um, yeah. but Johnson was that he was kind of the glue of that group. He was the guy that, that again, he did all the dirty work, um, okay. and did the, the blocking and, and cracking back on down on, uh, on defensive ends and, and linebackers and things of that nature that, that then, you know, Heinz Ward took that to a, a different level, um, you know, later in his career, but he learned it from Johnson. Okay. See, I didn't understand. I didn't know that chain of how that happened or, you know, I don't, think of Johnson as the biggest, most physical receiver out there, but maybe he did a lot more dirty work than many of us, including myself realized and, and really helped the team in that way. It's funny to bring up Cordell because I mean, just a side note, I was on Stan show Friday and out of the blue, he asked me, who's the third best Steelers quarterback ever. I was like, um, Neil. And then I said, well, actually what I did was I buy, I bought myself some time and said, well, if Cordell would have came in the league about 15 years or later or 20 years later, I think there'd be a strong case for him. And we started talking about Cordell, and I eventually settled on O'Donnell. And to your point, many people, yourself included, who saw all of his practices told me that would have been one of the best receivers in the league if Cordell just decided to be a receiver. Yeah, he was just so athletic and, and had the yeah. size and the, and the speed and the strength. Uh, to really be a dominant player. And he was a good quarterback. Uh, yeah. to, to, the, to the answer to your question, though, the, answer, the correct answer is Bobby Lane. That's what Stan said, too. And I kind of <laughs> ducked out of it and said, well, I was counting people I've seen. Well, I mean, people talk about Bobby Lane and they say, well, he only played five, five years for the Steelers. Yeah, but they were, you know, if you look at all the other quarterbacks. I mean, how long did Neil play for the Steelers? Right, they didn't, they yeah, didn't play for the Steelers. Long, right. Yeah, five years is a long time. And you're talking about a guy who's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Who, Just because he wasn't there for two decades, and <laughs> that doesn't, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. So uh, that is the right answer, but it was before my time, so I ignored him. <laughs> <laughs> but that stinks about Johnson. Is yeah, it's, it, he was, and he was really one of the the truly uh, good guys in in the. Really? Yeah, I mean, just a just a real a gentleman, uh, a good player, a good dude, and uh, sorry to see him uh, pass away at an early age. Also, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots in two thousand one. So. Ah, I wouldn't have put that together either. Uh, wide receivers that do the dirty work are popular in locker rooms. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they recognize it. Everybody yeah. understands that, that role. Yep. Coaches uh, call that out on tape in front of the whole team. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, sorry to see uh, him go. Also played collegiate football with Cordell Stewart. So he right. was the uh, first, number round pick. first round, first round pick. He was the number one receiver at Colorado uh, when, when Cordell was, uh, was playing there as well. Uh, they, the Colorado program back then was really putting out a lot of good players. Um, they really, I mean, there's like a five-year window of just high draft picks left and right, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Wasn't Deion Figures a Colorado guy? Deion Figures was a guy, yeah. Chad, uh, Chad Brown was Chad a, Brown. Yeah. another one. Yeah. They, so the Steelers mined that, uh, that team pretty well back in those days. And uh, yeah. This is Colin Coward from the herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you saw the piece on ESPN today that that was released, uh, but it's ranking NFL teams one to 32 based on their three-year window, what they're going to do okay. in, the, in the next three years. And they do it. They look at this in a lot of different ways. They do They look at the overall roster minus the quarterback. Then they factor in the quarterback coaching, how the team is drafted and then their front office. Okay. And they ranked them one to 32 in each one of those things. So I have to come clean is there's about 10 websites that when I get up and I have my coffee and, you know, before I kind of start my day, I always hit ESPN is one of them, former employers of mine. So articles don't slip by me from there. That being said, when I clicked on it there this morning, I saw the headline and said, oh, I hated that project when I was at ESPN. Because <laughs> back then we had to do five-year projection. Like they would ask us, who's the Five, 10 best running backs in the league five years from now. I'm like, whoever the best high school kid is, I don't know. You know, like five <laughs> years is crazy. But now that I actually clicked on it, as you were saying that, because I kind of liked the format. So they've improved their scenario here. At least this makes a little more sense. I would have hated this project quite as much. Yeah, three years in the NFL is, is, is an eternity, actually. It is. It is. Uh, in fact, if you look at it from that, from that perspective, Three years ago, uh, three years ago was the last time the Steelers were at St. Vincent College. Right, right, right. And they and have twenty. Side. They have twenty players on their roster who have been to St. Vincent College. That was just three years ago. <laughs> last night we ordered pizza from my favorite spot, Artelino's. You've had, probably had it here at one of my parties, Dale. Mm -hmm. And the guy, you know, I never really talked to this delivery man, but I had recognized him. He's been there a long time, and he's like, 
so you psyched for camp, Matt? I'm like, oh, I guess he knows who I am. I'm like, yeah. And then we start talking about camp while he's handing me my pizza. And I'm all, all I'm thinking about is the pizza and the, you know, instead <laughs> of the camp. But I, I told him, I'm like, Minka's never been to camp. And he like almost fell off my porch. You know, like people don't realize that. Like most of this team has never been to camp. Yeah. If you look at it, I, I actually made a note of that in, in a piece uh, that I wrote on DK Pittsburgh Sports regarding the AFC North as a whole. If you look at the Steelers compared to the other teams in the AFC North right now, mm-hmm. they have the least turmoil. Their biggest, oh, yeah. their biggest factor going to training camp is going to be guys figuring out where everything's at at training camp. That's their biggest distraction. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a good point. You know, I mean, even like Deontay's contract isn't this huge thing looming over the team. No, but was, or, it, it, especially when you look at it through the prism of what the other AFC North teams are looking at, you know, in Cincinnati, it's a Jesse Bates situation. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And he's going to, he's not going to show up at camp. He's right not, now, under, he's not under contract. He's right. not it's under contract Bell situation. It's right. a, it's a Levy and Bell situation. And we know having gone through that in Pittsburgh, you know how uh, the, the, his teammates are going to be asked about that every day, every day. And it gets messy. And, you know, he doesn't have to show up till the end. They drafted a safety in the first round, which he doesn't even have to show up. Then he could play. He could play this like bell and just say, no, I'm not going to play this year. And I'll become a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah. And he still would have value and still would make a lot of money. And I'm sure was the case with, with Lev was got a lot of different people in your ear, giving you advice. And, you know, bell was going to come in. Then he didn't. And, you know, so, don't think you're out of the woods in, in you know, for a while on this one because I don't think they're going to pay him. No, I don't think they are. I don't. I don't think they can at this point, right? Because the contract negotiation period is, is done now. They he has to plan that franchise tag or nothing. He doesn't that's play the at options all. at this point. That's right. the, that's the two options. And then you look at Cleveland. I mean, we all know what Cleveland's situation. No one is has right more turmoil in the league than they do. They don't even know who their quarterback's going to be on day one. He may not even be on the team. Right. I mean, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And I would expect the, the league to come out with something regarding that's the status of Deshaun Watson. Sometime I bet a week this, from now, we know. Probably so. But if they if the league decides to or the, actually it's in the judge's hands now, uh, the, the, their arbitrator, um, if she decides that, well, I, I need to sit and look at this a couple more weeks, she can do so. There's no time frame on that. She doesn't care that the season's around the corner or training camps here. She doesn't, nor does she care that the Browns <laughs> right. need to figure out who their starting quarterback is for right. week one. So we should you know, trade so, for Jimmy or not. She doesn't care one bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So they could go into training camp with Deshaun Watson getting all the first team snaps for the first two weeks of camp. And then he gets suspended for the, for the entire season. And then where are they wow. at? You know, and I wonder how you handle that. I mean, if camp day one, I hadn't thought of that angle. Like, if day one camp opens and you're the Browns head coach, do you get Brissett first team snaps or Watson first team snaps? And neither one's even been, you know, been with the team before last year, you know? Right. All three of their quarterbacks because their other quarterback is, is Josh Dobbs. Right. They've got, th- they've got three new quarterbacks and they've got to get those guys ready to play. And if it's Deshaun Watson, they have to get your, you have to get your starter acclimated, mm-hmm. but then he might not be your starter. Yeah. If I don't know on day one, I'm treating Brissett like the starter. But that's a bad message to Deshaun and the rest of the team. Right. What? Yeah. And then, and then you're going to get, you know, all your players are going to be asked about that. Well, what do you think about Deshaun getting all the 
or getting second team snaps or Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett getting, you know, 50% of the first team. I mean, that, it's, that's a huge, huge distraction. Yeah. And you really taught me this years ago that what the, the players hate is not that Lev Bell was sitting out, but I got to answer for him, you know, that right. someone sticks a mic in my face and I have nothing to do with it. I wish you were here. I'm going to say all the right things, but that's, I don't want to talk about another player who's a friend or whatever in their situation. I want to talk about my stuff. I want to talk about the team and it doesn't even matter how the Watson thing goes now. I mean, every Brown is going to be, you know, destroyed with this stuff going forward. Peppered with questions. Peppered, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then in, in Baltimore, you, you have the, the Lamar Jackson contract situation, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to be any, you know, he, he's still negotiating for himself. I don't know how you do that and quarterback the football team during right. a training camp situation. But you, have, you have 72 guys coming back from injuries. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, Dobbins I, and Stanley are big ones. And, you know, right. people are, uh, you know, reports now that Dobbins may not be ready to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't know what's going on with Stanley. Half the defense is coming back off of injury. I mean, they, they've got major questions. They do. They do. And even it's down the line, but a Jabo, the second round pick, I mean, when's he going to see the field? And, you know, just a lot of these, when's he going to see the field questions? But I think the Lamar one's the biggest distraction without question is unlike Buffalo or, you know, someone else. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about the guys who are drafted the same year as Lamar. It's, it's a weird comparison because Rosen's out of the league and the other two guys are in Carolina now. But if your guy was a star and he's that age, he should be under contract. I mean, the, the whole team wants to see that, expects to see that. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if you saw this, Matt. This happened last week while while I was on vacation. Uh, did you see the Deshaun Jack or uh, uh, Lamar Jackson back and forth with with uh, Bernard uh, Pollard on Twitter? A little. I I didn't pay much attention though. Yeah, apparently, you know, Pollard saying you know things like. Not, not necessarily, I guess, basically saying that, that no things that we've actually said that no star wide receivers ever going to want to sign with mm, Ravens yeah, yeah. because Lamar's just not a, a refined passer. And Lamar, I think there's a lot of truth to that. firing back at him and, and it turned into a nasty back and forth on Twitter uh, with a guy who, you know, a, a player who had been a, a, you know, a starter with the Ravens for a, a while and their star quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he's an underrated passer. I mean, but I don't think he's the worst thrower in the league. But no one wants to go there if you're a star receiver. I mean, no, that because I will you know, not you, fight at all. You're going to catch 50 passes. I mean, that's a, that's the reality, passes, right. you know. And that's and you know, you often say this, Matt, that teams tell you what they think about their personnel by, by what the roster the, moves by yeah, the yeah. roster moves and what they ask those players to do. We may think Lamar's better as a passer than what he's shown, but the Ravens see him in practice every day, their coaching staff, and mm-hmm. they don't ask him to do a lot of that stuff. Well, see, this time last year, I think they told themselves, we need to throw the ball more. And the first, I want to say, month of the season, they were closer to league average and run pass percentage. Well, that's because all the running backs were hurt. And too. all the running backs were <laughs> and there were so many extenuating circumstances, though. Like it's hard to see what their plan was then 
because the defense couldn't play the way they wanted. They didn't have the ball carriers they wanted. And then eventually they settled in kind of like the Eagles. The Eagles threw the ball a lot for the first six weeks or so of the year and realized, well, that's dumb. Why are we doing that? Yeah, that's not going to work. (laughs) Right. We're good at one thing. We're not good at the other. (laughs) And Baltimore realized the same thing. And again, going back to the roster moves, if you're planning to throw more, you don't trade Marquise Brown and replace him with nobody. With nobody. That's the most shocking part of that is that they replaced him with nobody. They they drafted more. 9,000 picks. They drafted more tight ends. Mm-hmm. That was that was their answer to, to solving that issue was to go out and draft three more tight ends. Yeah, right, right, right. And they had the picks to do it. You know, I mean, OK, supposedly they wanted Calvin Austin. That's fine. But that wasn't their only opportunity in their, their 12 picks to add a receiver. Yeah. And so, they have to do it through the draft. You know, like if Rashad Bateman was a free agent, I don't think he'd pick the Ravens. Right. Right. And so that's that's certainly something that uh, to keep an eye on, um, you know, that Lamar Jackson one of the big things I think one of the reasons why you one of the many reasons why you should have a an agent negotiate these deals is that when the team sits down to talk with oh, you bluntly yeah. about why they don't want to pay you this money or that money they're going to point out your flaws oh I just mentioned Josh Allen I mean if I was Lamar's people agent whatever you know, you aim high. I would go to the table with here's Josh Allen's contract. Why don't you just sign it in? You know, we'll, we'll call it Lamar's contract. Well, Lamar, I'm sorry. You're the one sitting on the other side of the desk of me, but you're not as good at Josh at this, 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 and this, you know, we still love you. Don't worry, but I'd rather be telling your agent this, not you and your mom. Yeah. I, I, I go back to, I, I did the great Pittsburgh sports debate. Um, at Tequila Cowboy with uh, Mike Pursuta and Tim Benz and, and yeah, they brought yeah. and Sean Casey was there, uh, the former, the former baseball player, the upper St. Clair uh, native. Yep. And he was talking, he told the story about how when he was up for arbitration in baseball one year, because uh, baseball has the arbitration, they go in and they have a hearing and the team's on one side and they have a, a you know, they have somebody there adjudicating the process. And so the team states its case about why, the player should be paid X amount of money. And then the player and his agent on, are on the other side of the table and they state their case, why they should be paid more than that. And then the arbitrator, like any hearing, there's yeah. two people you know, stating their case. Yeah. Right. right and right. then the arbitrator makes a decision. He either splits the difference or he sides, you know, sides with one side or the other. And Casey talked about how sitting in that arbitration meeting and listening to the team at that time, the general manager was Jim Bowden, who now does fantasy radio on Sirius XM. And Bowden is also a Pittsburgh native, by the way. Yeah, uh, so I think he's Roger. Too. He said Bowden, you know, he, he was actually angry with Bowden coming out of that meeting because Bowden said, hey, you don't you're 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 a, a clogger on the base paths. And we, you know, you <laughs> yeah, don't do yeah, this. Yeah. You don't do that. And he's like, I, I, I batted over 300 last year. I, <laughs> I made the all star game, you know, all that stuff but they're talking about all the, the stuff that I can't do. Sure. <laughs> I mean, trials aren't friendly. You know? right. I mean, yeah. And I, I was actually wondering why you're telling that story. I was like, I wonder if the players actually in the building, I mean, they shouldn't be almost because they're going to take it personally. Right. That's why you have an agent to handle those things. Not let alone the legalese issues with everything. Of course. Like I'm sure the Jackson family has some sort of lawyer they give money to or yeah, not an agent, but yeah, they don't just draw it up on a napkin and say, you know, sign this. I mean, I'm sure they have somebody legal look it over, but they shouldn't be in the room for negotiations. No, absolutely not. But, uh, right. 
Boy, that, that ended up we, before we even got into our uh, the piece that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we, we just killed the first segment, Matt, talking about that stuff. So we'll talk about that. Ends, you know, yeah, we'll, right. we'll talk about that uh, that article on ESPN.com uh, when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.